Hi, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Thrive Podcast. We are the Young Adult Ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Wednesdays at 730 in our Family Life Center. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to post it to your Instagram story and tag us at NBC Thrive on Instagram. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Um, I don't know if you're as excited to be here as I am. I'm very excited to be here, and I can prove it to you. Uh, I am uh, wearing my Vintage Thrive t-shirt. Now, this is limited edition. I wish I had some extras that I could spread around. I don't know if I put in the back. You could see these. These, we, th- we thought we were cool at the time, because uh, I used to lead Thrive here at the church. I'm Nathan, by the way. Like I said, I serve on staff here in the area of missions. But I used to do uh, college age. And who can tell me what's so cool about this logo? We thought it was, it was all that back in the day. Anybody figure it out what's so cool about this? Don't make me do a handstand, because I can't do it, okay? It's a bar of soap. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We never heard that one. No, if you flip it upside down, it says the same thing. And I, I, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we worked hard on it, okay? Um, So, we were excited. Uh, But I wore this. I I was thought about wearing shorts, but then I was like, I don't want anybody looking at my legs while I'm teaching. So, you're good there. Um, But... uh, I, uh, I don't know everybody in here, but it is, I'm r- super glad you're here and uh, would be happy to meet you afterwards or whenever. Um, I, I, uh, I do know one thing about you is that you have some wisdom in your life because you've chosen on a rainy Wednesday night to come to Thrive. And so good, good job. I already know that about you. You make good decisions in that way. And so glad to have you here. Um, and so I am the missions pastor here. Maybe you're expecting me to talk about missions. Um, Maybe, okay, maybe. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is you. I want to talk about you for just a little bit. And, um, you know, you're, you're a young adult, I know that. At least you should be. If you're not a young adult, what are you doing here? Why, <laughs> how'd you get in here? Do we have Thrive Security? Who, uh, who's check, checking the ages at the door or whatever? Um, or maybe you make it, maybe you just make it so young adult-ish that, you know, anybody who's not a young adult would be like, well, I'm not, I'm getting out of here. But I'm, I mean, I'm 43. I think this is pretty cool in here. Um, and dad, four kids, I, I would want to hang out with you, but I'm going to watch out for that security team in the future. Uh, but anyway, um, I used to lead our college age ministry, like, uh, like I said. And before that, I used to be a college student. So in other words, you guys could turn into me in 20 years. <laughs> And so some of you guys are like, ah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit, is where are you going to be in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years? I don't even know, like, how often you think about that stuff. Do you, do you dream about, man, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder, like, from when I was, I'll be honest with you guys, when I was sitting in your seat, when I was a student or a young adult, just working, um, there was one main thing that I wondered about. Who is she? Is she hot? Is my future wife hot? <laughs> Lord, please help her to be hot. Uh, where is she? Right? I just, I would, that was like the main thing I was wondering about. Where is she? Who is which I hope she's good looking. And um, you have your own thoughts. Uh, I don't know if you think about your future job or where you're going to live. Uh, or you poor future homeowners, how you're going to get your first house and all that stuff, if you like worry about that and you're thinking about that kind of stuff. I don't know what, what you're thinking about, but you have your own thoughts and 
your thoughts lead you to dream about your life and, and, and what you want your life to be like. And that actually helps steer your life and direct your life to what it will actually be like. So is that scary for you guys to think about? Like, okay, so you're dreaming about it. Here's kind of what I'm thinking. I kind of want to have this in the future and my life to be like this. And so as you do that, you know, you start thinking about those things. And what you think about starts to affect the decisions you're making today. And that's just directing your life. So I don't know. Is that a scary thing for you guys? Like thinking about the future? And it's like, whoa, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. So that's what we're going to talk about actually tonight is how to dream. Um, I will end on time. You don't have to worry about getting too sleepy. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'll show you how to dream. Yeah. And then you just kind of lean back and doze off and space out. Not like that. Uh, how to dream. Like, how do you plan for your future? How do you think about your future? And um, it can be a little overwhelming right now, honestly. I mean, you guys have so many directions. You have so much ahead of you, right? Uh, and so it can be a little overwhelming. God's Word helps us. So we're going to be in Proverbs 16, 1 through 9. Some of you already figured that out. If you want to find Proverbs 16, 1 through 9 on your phone, uh, I'm going to read it through all together, and then we'll just go by verse by verse. Uh, but Proverbs is so full of wisdom, obviously, if you've ever read Proverbs before. Uh, I'm going to teach the first nine verses of Proverbs 16 to you. And um, like I said, I already know you have some wisdom being here tonight, so that's a good start. Uh, but we all need more wisdom, so we're going to get it from Proverbs 16. So, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about what you guys are dreaming about. I mean, you, everything's ahead of you, right? You, you got all this ambition, you got all this in front. Uh, I, and I was thinking, what, what would the next few years look like for you guys? I think there are people in this room right now, three years from now, you could be living in Hawaii. It's possible, right? It's possible. Or, this might be a little crazier, at this time next year, some of you may have in your bank account more than $75. It's possible, guys. Dream. We're going to dream big tonight, okay? Uh, who knows what the price of gas will be? That's like a tank of gas. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, we have our dreams out there. Let's read our passage. Think about uh, how to think about our future. So Proverbs 16, 1 through 9, I'll, I'll read it. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. This, by steadfast love and faithfulness, Iniquity is atoned for, and by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So obviously there's a lot here. But there is a theme, and sometimes in Proverbs, you know, the verses kind of stand on their own, uh, they're independent, they're separate from each other, but I, I see a theme in these first nine verses that we're going to talk about, uh, how everything that happens, happens because God wills it to happen, okay? So everything happening happens because God wills it to happen, and I know, uh, I know just from being experienced with 
with uh, this group right here that some of you are all into debating. Okay, let's, let's get into it. God wills it to happen. Let's talk about it. Are you talking about, like, um, you know, the problem of evil? Let's, let's talk about that. Let's get into that. The uh, meticulous sovereignty and uh, election and foreknowledge and all that stuff. We're not talking about that tonight. When you teach Thrive, you can talk about that, okay? Uh, if you want to talk about it later, we can, I guess. But uh, we're not necessarily talking about all that. I just want us to see how God is in charge of all that happens. Uh, and because of that, it should affect how we dream, how we live, the things that we're hoping for in our lives. So here's our big idea on the screen. Uh, if you go back, uh, Proverbs 16, 1 through 9 shows that God directs the things we dream about for our lives. Uh, so commit to following the Lord. So these things that we're dreaming about, you know, we, we try to figure out our lives, all that stuff. God directs those things, and we're going to talk about that. There's some very specific things that this proverb says. Um, so if that's true, if God's directing it all, commit to following him. That's going to be kind of our big idea. But let's dig in verse by verse, and we'll kind of um, learn how to dream well together. So starting in verse 1, it says, The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So humans, us, we, we make plans. We have our intentions, our desires. Uh, we know what we want, but it can change, right? Think about what you wanted five years ago. It's very different than what you want right now, isn't it? The things that were on your mind five years, it's totally different. Uh, and so it changes. Uh, we change, and our desires change, and, and uh, our hearts change. But God, who doesn't change, uh, he's in control of, uh, of what happens, and even how we communicate what we want. So this is a tricky verse. I don't want us to run past this verse. I Actually, I was really thankful to be able to study this verse uh, last week. Uh, because I think I, when I read it too fast, I misunderstand it. And so I had to dig in, get some commentaries and stuff like that. Follow me on what's happening here. Um, you think it's a contrast between what our hearts want and what God says, but it's actually about how God directs and uses our words. So when it says the plans of the heart belong to man, okay, so we have our own plans in our heart, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Well, whose tongue? It's actually our tongue. The things that we say, the way that we communicate it, God's in control of all that stuff. A human tongue, God is sovereignly using. It's not that he's, you're a robot, you're saying whatever he wants you to say, but his, he's accomplishing what he wants even in the way that you express what you want. Uh, I think I've misread this verse in the past, so it was good to study it. It's about God using our words. And so the point is that, yeah, we have our plan. We verbalize it. Hey, what's your plan? Let me tell you my plan. I'll, uh, this is what I want to do. And we say it out loud, uh, and, and um, we verbalize it, but God's going to carry out his plan. God determines. That's our main point from this verse. God determines. It's not us. We can make the plan in our heart. We can say it. It's still going to be God carrying out his plan. Um, and that's a good thing. We should actually be happy about that, <laughs> that God's plans are, are going. So, all right, God determines. That's our first verse right there. Verse 2 says, All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit. So when the people in this room do something, you do it because you think it's a good idea. That's why you do it. You're like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to wear my old vintage Thrive shirt. I don't care if it's 10 years old. 
Uh, if it fits funny, I don't, I'm self-conscious about it right now. Everybody was just staring at it, and I got self-conscious. Um, okay, uh, yeah, you, you make a decision. You think it's a good idea, and so you go for it. Um, and you can have good intentions, like the verse says. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit. Um, you could actually fool yourself into making a decision. Ah, oh, that's a good decision. I'm going to do that. It's a great idea. You can have good intentions, but actually God knows what's really going on. Um, so, we, and we rationalize our decisions, right? Let me give you an example. Uh, I'm going to guess that 99% of the people in this room have done this. Okay, so you have a long day at work or school. You have a double shift or a long shift or whatever, a long day at class, whatever. You're done, you get home late, whatever, wherever you're staying, and you're like, you know, I, I worked hard. It's time to relax. It's time for some me time. I think, you know, I've, I've, I've put in my hours. It's time for some, some downtime. Okay, everybody with me so far? You've done that? Okay, all right, make sure. Uh, so it's like, all right, you know, God created us to rest. I need to rest. I need a break. God made us, he, Sabbath, like he made us to want breaks and everything. And so, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch a show. Uh, and you may know that the show you want to watch has a bunch of garbage in it. <laughs> But you're, you rationalize it. Or you say, you know, I'm not watching it for the garbage. I'm watching it for the story. And, like, there's, there's you know, it's, people are talking about it. I want to be in on, on it. It's, it's a good show. I don't care about the garbage. It's not too big of a deal. I can handle it. Um, and so before you know it, you're laying there, you're sitting there, and you're watching other people sin, right, in front of you and on, on the screen. You would never have them invite them into your living room to do the things that they're doing on the screen, right? But uh, you're there, you're watching it, and before you know it, oh yeah, just one more. You start binge watching, you're going for it. Before you know it, it's the middle of the night, and you filled your mind and your heart with all of this stuff, and it really wasn't that great of a decision, right? But you kind of fooled yourself into thinking it was, and um, it's just kind of a bad deal all around. You're really not prepared for a productive day the next day, uh, it, it just didn't work out so well. So this verse says that the Lord weighs the Spirit. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit. He evaluates. He knows. God knows. He, he sees everything, right? Uh, he knows us. He knows our hearts. He knows our intentions, all of that stuff. And so uh, he knows you. He knows your decision-making process. He knows your, like, real motivation, like, deep down, yeah. That's what I really want. He knows that about you. Uh, anything there is to know, God knows. And that's actually helpful for us to think through when we're dreaming and, and thinking about our future. God knows it. And um, you can't fool him. So it's good to know. Uh, verse 3. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Man, that's a great verse. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. What a verse for a room full of young adults, huh? And we, I mean, this is a great verse, everybody. Yes. Verse three. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, I mean, it's, it's worthy to memorize, I think. Uh, so uh, you have a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> You're young. You have, like, I, and I'm not trying to discourage you. It's a good thing. You have a lot of work that you will do ahead of you in your life right now. And so um, if you commit, if you obey, obey this passage, there's a command here. Commit to your work to the Lord. So if you commit your work to the Lord, the promise is your plans will be established. Is there anything better? Is it, I mean, it's, 
Is there anything better than that? Who wants to waste time? Who wants to waste energy and blood and sweat and tears and like pour yourself into working on something and it's just a waste? Uh, we don't want that. Uh, question, maybe by a show of hands. How many of you are in your long-term job, long-term-ish job right now? Oh, okay, all right, good for you. Feels good, huh? Yeah, a little bit, no, a little something. How many of you are in a short-term job? Don't raise that hat, hand at him. Come on, <laughs> we like you. Um, how many of you don't know what in the world's going on with your job? <laughs> so, okay, thank you. Thanks for the honesty. You're just kind of like, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a job. Okay. Um, I'm glad to see so many hands, by the way. That's good, good to, to work. Uh, but uh, we really don't know, like we can't trust in our jobs, right? We don't know. Like your company could go under or you could get falsely accused of something or let go for whatever reason. Uh, who knows? But we don't trust in our work. We trust in God. And so we commit anything we do to him, and he will establish it. And I think this verse gives a lot of comfort for anyone who works. Uh, anybody, how, how many, I don't know how many people in here go to class. Like, are you in college or just college age? But some of you guys just finished a long year of school, right? Uh, that's uh, good for you. I know it's, a, it's taxing. It's a lot of work. Um, but that's good, but I hope you can kind of have that future mentality of like, okay, I'm doing this for a reason. Um, I'm committing this to the Lord, and so I'm, I'm going to trust that, that God will establish. That's our point for this verse. God establishes. He does. He, he does the, res the results of our work all belong to him. Okay, verse 4. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. That's actually a hard verse to read. You know, I'm, I'm applauding verse 3. I know it's all God's word. Verse 4 is hard for me, um, especially as a missions pastor, because I, I deal with, like, what's going on in Ukraine. I, like, I deal with that. Uh, Afghanistan, like, uh, those are things that I deal with pretty directly. Uh, so verse 4 says, The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. And so... God, good or bad, God is using anything for his purpose. Um, but honestly, I mean, I struggle with the war in Ukraine. It's like, what, what purpose? What are we, like, so there's this like war of attrition going on, and people are dying, and is anything really being accomplished? And I, it's, just, uh, it's just a tough situation. Um, but I also get to see and hear, and I was just reading about it earlier today, about how God is using the church in Ukraine and even Christians from around the surrounding countries and even like our church has blessed Ukraine, um, to, to show the love of Christ, to provide shelter and food and water for refugees and to welcome, and like it's a good thing. There's some good that's coming out of it. And so that's our point for this, this verse, that God has uh, his purposes, and that's God purposes things. Um, he provides purpose for things that he allows to happen. So um, that can be encouraging. It might be something small. It might be, you know, why was it raining today when I, you know, got my cool new haircut and I was going to go to Thrive or whatever, you, not me, whatever you might have going on with your hair. Uh, or it might, you know, why did my shoelace have to break today? Like these small things. It's got to have a purpose for that. Um, why does, um, oh, I don't know, why does gas have to be so expensive? <laughs> We're all asking that question. Um, but it could be something much bigger. It could be things like, uh, God, why, why have you given me such, such strong feelings for somebody and you haven't given them strong feelings for me? 
You know, you think about those kind of things. What's the purpose of that? Why would you give me these feelings for somebody if, if it's not going to be returned? Um, or, or future stuff, like, why, God, why didn't you save me from wasting a semester of college? That's a whole semester of my time and my money. Why didn't you make my major clearer earlier in my life? Like, why did that have to happen? Is there a purpose for that? Uh, we can find comfort in this verse. The Lord has made everything for its purpose. Everything. That's, that's Bible right there. That's verse 4. Everything. So tomorrow's Thursday. God has a purpose for your Thursday. God has a purpose for your June, for your 2022, uh, the season that you're in. Um, you're preparing for the rest of your life. God has a purpose for it. It's good to know. Uh, verse 5. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. All right, that's good to know. Uh, but everyone who is arrogant in heart, proud, is an abomination to the Lord. God hates that, but be assured he will not go and punish. God will punish the proud. So don't be arrogant. Don't be proud. Don't be someone that God's going to humble. <laughs> so, um, and that's our point from this verse. God will punish. Our point is that God humbles. So even in your planning, I, I hope that you have not bought into the world's philosophy. And I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break some hearts here, okay? Uh, the world will tell you, you can be anything, you can do anything. And I'm sorry to be the cold water, I'm sorry to be the buzzkill for that whole thing. But if you want to be an NBA all-star, nobody in this room is going to be an all-star in the NBA. <laughs> I'm sorry to break the news to you. Um, no one in here is the next Taylor Swift. I'm sorry, you, you sound fantastic. I'm not, making, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody who's playing guitar, that's, all, that's not about you. Um, you, you might, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, without all the drama or whatever's going on with, yeah, okay. Um, uh, but you know what? It's, it's okay. It's okay that, you, you know, the world tells you, you can do anything, you do anything, and then you're like, really? Wait a second, I'm getting older, and it's kind of, is it working out that way? Um, it's actually better that God's plans are going to happen. Uh, it's better. Uh, so, it's okay. Um, he's the one overseeing the puzzle and how everything fits together and how this season in your life is the way it is. And um, he, he didn't create the world so that you could score 30 points a night in the NBA or you could be on the radio or whatever it is. Um, that's not why he created things. Um, and so don't be proud to make your life about yourself. Like, God, I really want my life to be like this for me. Well, that's not why he created it. That's arrogance. Uh, and God humbles those, those kinds of attitudes. So don't make your plans about you. Uh, verse 6, by steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. Steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity, or sin, is atoned for, it's paid for. By the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. So God forgives, he turns us from evil when we fear him. Man, there is a lot of evil around us. Whew. Sometimes, like, I gotta be careful. I don't think about it too much. Like, if you think about the amount of sin that's happening, like, on the earth every day, like, it's, and what is that, God, like, for God to be God? And there's all this evil going on. Um, but don't let this evil around you affect your future, what you want to do uh, for the Lord. And I don't know, I don't know each one of you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know, on a night like this, 
you know, you come to Thrive, and there's guest speakers raining out, and you're just like, okay, he's talking about a future, and you start thinking about your life, and, and you're sitting there, and you could be thinking, you know, yeah, I'm not exactly a few, like, tweaks away <laughs> from living how God wants me to live, and, uh, you know, I've messed up a lot. I've, I've got a ways to go. Maybe you're kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little different over here. This could be a very meaningful verse for you if you're feeling that way um, because God forgives. Uh, God can cover your sin. If you fear him, right, by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. If you fear him, um, and sin is such a big deal. It ruins our lives, like ruins them, like mistakes, consequences, all that stuff. Um, so if we're talking about where our lives are headed, it's actually good that we're talking about sin. We shouldn't just be like, yeah, our lives are great, and we're going towards God, and it's going to be awesome. No, sin is a real thing. We've got to talk about it. Uh, and it's, like, how do you even describe sin? Like, I, what's the comparison for sin, you know? Um, when I, if you guys know Craig Peters, he, he's, uh, if you know Craig, then you know Craig. But one time he was talking about something that smelled bad. He was like, man, it smelled like sin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. It smelled like sin. It makes sense to me. Uh, think about like the grossest substance that you can think of. And I'll let your imagination run with that. The grossest substance there. And just thinking about it like you're playing with it. It's getting all over you. And, and you think it's a good idea. Eh, no, no, no. You don't want to do that. It's, it's, it will destroy your life, sin will. Um, and, and so... <laughs> Um, you don't want to mess around with it. But thankfully, God turns us from evil. So if we're talking about future plans, and we're going to put all this together in a minute, but um, we should talk about sin. It, it, it messes it up. But thankfully, God turns us. All right, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. How many people pleasers do we have in the room tonight? I got my hand up. I got both hands up. I'm a people pleaser. Be proud, people please. Please me by raising your hand if you're a people pleaser. I want to know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of us out there, and uh, we want to be liked, don't we? Even if you're not a people pleaser, you want to be liked. You thought about it. Come on, admit it. Coming in here tonight, you were like, I want people to like me. I want them to think I'm cool. Come on, we can admit it. We want to be cool. We want to be liked, respected, admired, all that stuff. Uh, we want people to think well of us, and so in our day and age, I think even the concept of an enemy, like is in this verse, is, I don't know, do we have, do you have enemies? <laughs> do any of you have enemies? I'm not talking about frenemies, I'm talking about enemies, like true enemies. You guys are shaking your, your heads, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Um, that surprised a little bit. I don't know if I have any enemies in my life. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like, it might be better understood in, in these times, in biblical times, like enemies, but uh, it, it's, it's possible. If you're out for yourself, you probably make some enemies. If you're very self-interested, you can make some enemies pretty quickly. Uh, and so uh, if we live in a way that doesn't please God, uh, we could have an enemy. But the point here is that God makes peace. God's ways leads to peace. Following him, obeying what God told us to do leads to a peaceful lifestyle. You love other people, the way you treat people. If you treat them the way God commands you, you're going to be at peace with them because that's all over the Bible, isn't it? Uh, peace is a fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Romans says, live at peace. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Like, it's all over the Bible. Uh, following God means your life will have peace. It's pretty good to think about when you're thinking about, okay, what's, life is my direction headed. 
you want a peaceful life, follow the Lord. It's good. All right, verse 8, and we're going through verse 9. So verse 8, uh, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. How many people in here want to make some money? Anybody in here want to make some money? I'm not, it's not an intro to like some kind of scheme. I've got like, I pull out some knives or something like that. Um, uh, no, uh, we, I mean, actually, I actually said the words today. I really don't like money um, just because it's a, it causes problems. But um, you need it. We want it, right? Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are picking your majors and thinking about your long-term jobs based on money. It's like, I don't really like that, but I can make a lot of money. I'm going to do it. Uh, I would advise against that, um, but, uh, I mean, I'm a pastor. Hello, what do you think I'm going to tell you, right? So, um, but I did this thing a few years ago. This probably wasn't very healthy, but I was just kind of disillusioned by the whole money thing. And so what I did was, I, I, it's like a social experiment. I would like ask somebody, okay, give me like three of your top problems in your life right now. And I had this like presupposition. I was like, I'll bet I can figure out a way that money will fix their problems. And it usually worked. It's, it felt like it did. Like, okay, what's your problem? I got a check engine light on in my car. Oh, money will fix that right? Uh, what's your problem? Oh, I'm not getting along with my family. Oh, I got a good counselor. They're expensive, but money will fix that problem for you. Um, maybe, uh, you know, ah, this laptop is so slow, and I just, I hate it. Money will fix it. Maybe you're thinking of problems in your life right now, and you're like, yes, money will fix that problem, won't it? Uh, it's interesting to think about. It. The problems in your life, could money solve them? Money seems to be the answer of, of a lot of what we need, um, but this verse, which is the Bible, inspired word of God, <laughs> is telling us righteousness with very little is better than unjust wealth. If we focus on being righteous, we focus on doing the right thing. That's our focus. Everything else follows. God will provide for us. And that's our point from this verse. God provides. He's so good at providing. Um, wanting money can lead us to do things even a little unethical, a little shady, you know, you're not reporting your taxes or you're taking things or cheating or whatever. Uh, just forget all of that. Just be righteous and see how God provides. Um, if we're planning our futures, if we're learning how to dream, okay, what do I want to do? Okay, well, we dealt with sin, we dealt with pride, money. See how some of this stuff is tying together for us? Money is a thing. Do we want to pursue money? Is money going to help us? Is money going to solve all my problems? It's not. Uh, the Bible is telling us better is a little, better to have a little with, and be righteous than have great wealth with injustice, great revenues. So that's good to hear. Um, last verse, verse 9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. God establishes your steps. Oh, wait a second. You thought... You thought you were in charge? Nope, you're not. You thought you were figuring this whole thing out? Uh, God is actually directing. Um, if we were to chart like side by side, God's plans, whoosh, your plans, and we were to compare the two, God's plans happen 100% of the time. Your plans may happen what, like 3% of the time? I don't know how high, it's a low number. Um, and so you may remember actually in the book of James, he writes about, making plans. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this passage. I want to read it to you. This is from James 4, 13 through 17. This is 
This is actually like the Proverbs 16 of the New Testament. So this is James 13. Uh, it's talking about, um, well, you'll see what it's talking about. It says this, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Follow God's righteous path. He's told you what to do. Do that. Not your own. Make him central. He is central. So if you're going to make decisions and he's going to carry them out anyway, you might as well follow him. Um, whatever idle or selfish dream that you had, it's not going to work out. Uh, it's going to lead to nothing good. So it just leads us back, for me, to our big idea. Proverbs 16, 1 through 9, it shows that God directs the things we dream about for our lives. He's in charge of all that stuff. We went through a ton of different things. God's in charge. He directs all of that stuff. We're dreaming. We're wanting all these things for our future, but God's directing them. So what do we do? We commit to following the Lord. You know, we've talked about a lot of things tonight. Uh, maybe some things are more convicting for you or for me. Maybe a certain point stands out more than others. But uh, all of the wisdom, all, all of this wisdom that we just read from Proverbs 16, it just leads us to th think about it. Okay. Now what? Where are our lives headed? We're going to leave here and do what? What are we, what are we chasing after? Uh, I want to encourage each and every one of you to pursue something greater than the American dream or the young adult dream, whatever you're being told you should dream about, your personal dream. Um, Romans 9 through 11, we're not going to get into all of that. That's a whole other theological thing. But um, it teaches that God has a plan for Israel, for the church, uh, for those who have not yet heard. And he gets through this section, and then we read in Romans 12, 1, the word therefore. So basically, if God plans, if God is planning an excellent plan, therefore, okay, so now what? That's kind of where we're at, right? We went through Proverbs 16. Um, we're thinking about all this stuff. Therefore, so now what? Uh, God plans. He has an excellent plan. So why would we not willingly, willingly choose to give ourselves over to him and choose uh, to be a sacrifice for what he wants to do through us? Like, all right, God, to your charge, great. Here's my life. We sang that, and it's good. Um, what better way to live than to follow our creator's design for us? So here's what Romans 12:1 says. After all that, realizing God's plan, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Just offer yourself. Make your dreams based on the Lord. Yeah, you will not be disappointed. I'm telling you, as a 43-year-old uh, who's been in your shoes, who's lived 20-ish year, more years than you have, um, absolutely no better way to live than make your plans and dreams based on him. Um, and so we have some, uh, some application points we'll talk about here. You're invited to do these things. First of all, live on mission. I don't know if you guys are, I don't know if you have 
homework to do tonight or anything like that, or if you uh, do have anything else planned for tonight. But tomorrow's a new day, uh, and so live on purpose. Make your time count. Actively pursue the right things. Obey God, have him first. Live on mission. Live with a purpose. Uh, and I want to fill that in a little bit more as we go. So next point here is serve God locally here and now. Serve God locally here and now. When you're thinking about your future, especially this stage of life, uh, I, I feel like for some reason it can be hard. Like you're making all these decisions based on you. Okay, I got to prepare for my future. I got to get my long-term job. I got to go to school. I got to do whatever you're doing. And it's like, okay, is it just time for me to figure things out? Okay, just give me some space, all right? Don't, I, don't, I don't need to worry. There's other people doing stuff, but this is kind of about me directing my life for now. I'm going to encourage you not to do that. Uh, serve God locally right here, right now. Um, there are so many ways you guys could be used. You guys realize you're the cool kids now? <laughs> like when you're getting older and you look up and like the college age, like, man, they're so cool. Like they dress so cool. They're so funny. They're like awesome. And like, that's you. That's you right now. Uh, it, our youth ministries here, student ministries, like uh, if you attend this church, you know, you're the cool kids. Like, be an influence. Go. They, they, they want to be around you, right? You could serve them. Work with young people. They'll love it. You work with the kids. They'll love it. Um, serve here at the church tech stuff, right? You guys are good at that stuff. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing with this. I, I, I want to know, but it's just like I don't kind of care what the new phone could do. I, I like my old phone. I'm getting old. You guys know. You could make stuff cool and, and do all that techie stuff. It's good. Um, Look for ways to serve. Uh, do things for your, your classmates, coworkers. Help people move. Give somebody a ride. Like, be there for people. Just uh, have it in your mind. I want to serve God by helping people. There's just so much you can do. Uh, so I encourage you, serve God here and now, right now. Uh, but a couple other things. We are going to talk about missions here. Surprise! Missions pastor talking about missions. Uh, and this is not all leading up to this, but it is something I would ask you guys to consider, uh, is to plan on a, a short-term mission trip. Yes, short-term mission trip. I said it. We're getting back to them. I know we had a couple years, or I, I just, it's so frustrating. Uh, but next year even, plan on a Thrive mission trip, people. Book it. Write it down. Get out your phones. Put it in there. All summer, just block it off. Mission trip. I'm, I'm planning on it. Um, hopefully, Mazatlan, Mexico, which is gorgeous. If you've never been there, amazing, wonderful things happening down there. Where's Christian? Yes, Christian, can I hear an amen? Amen. That's right. He's been there. He's lived there. And uh, we have a, a ministry there that's supporting local churches. Uh, who else has been there? Anybody else in here? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you want to go back, we want to make that happen. So uh, consider that. And this is... Um, Something I would just love to do for this group, mobilize this group to be able to go on a Thrive trip. So plan on that. Uh, and there's also, you guys are welcome to do any of the adult trips. We'll be, I'm working on those right now. I worked on that a little bit today. Uh, and so you'll be seeing those for next year too. And great, great ways to get involved. Um, the last point here, consider uh, next steps in missions. You're like, what's next steps in missions? That's something we do here at the church that you may not know about. But we want to invest in young adults. Like, we see the value in doing that. We understand, like, uh, we, I've been there, you know, and want to help you in any way. So next steps in missions could be an opportunity. Uh, you could talk with me, just trying to understand, okay, maybe God is calling me to do something. 
more meaningful with my life? Like, I, I actually want to give him my life. What does that mean? Is he calling me? I don't know. Can you talk me through? Like, how do I know if I'm supposed to go on mission trips or something even more than a mission trip? Like, say you loved going on a mission trip and you get back, you're like, what do I do now? That's what this is. This is what you do now. It could be another longer-term trip. could be like a one-month, a three-month, a six-month, a one-year. We've done all kinds of stuff with next steps and missions. We're excited about it. I'm excited about you being interested in it. And so uh, this is actually how we help prepare people to go to the mission field. Talk about uh, learning how to dream. Dream about reaching people who have never heard of Jesus Christ. They've never heard it. They've never heard the gospel. You could tell it to them. Amazing. Uh, something to dream about. And so that's something you can always talk to me about. I'm, I'm happy to anytime on a Sunday or I'll hang out afterwards and we can talk about that. Okay. Closing. Um, a lot of stuff going on, right? You guys are busy. <laughs> a lot of things on your mind right now. Uh, and also a lot of like just things that matter, like big decisions you gotta make, but also things that don't matter like better fun, like Kenobi, there's a new episode out, I'm thinking about watching the new Kenobi tonight, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, um, I don't, no spoilers, I haven't watched it yet, uh, but uh, you know, there's just things going on that you're interested in, uh, I'm just going to encourage you, don't be obsessed with the things of this world, like, think, let's think bigger than that, stuff changes, um, whatever new cool thing, social media thing is going on, whatever new style is coming on, whatever, like, entertainment thing, like, all that stuff, it just keeps changing, and, okay, great, and you'll, when you get to be my age, you'll be like, yeah, 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 that's why, that, <laughs> that's why, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody here, but people like my age that haven't bought new clothes in, like, 20 years, like, they're like, man, they're locked into that whole decade when they were, like, whatever age they were, it's because they just don't care anymore. They're just like, I don't care, and I look dumb in those jeans, and I'm not going to do that. They just don't care about it anymore. Um, so, but some of that is perspective. Like, it just doesn't really matter. It's all this stuff just keeps changing. Well, what matters? Here's what matters. Our obedience to the Lord, how that affects eternity. That's what matters. That's what we should be dreaming about. What is it, what's happening for eternity? What, what difference am I making? What, how am I following the Lord with my life? That's what matters. So I want to pray for you guys. I know that um, it's just a crazy time of life. I don't need to tell you guys that. It's a crazy time of life. Uh, but God is with you in this. Uh, we have a church that's behind you in this, and thankful that, um, you know, I, I love this group. I, 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 I know I can't sneak in, but I would like to come back sometime. Uh, I just, I'm rooting for you guys. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, I've been where you are, and I've, like I said, I used to serve in this ministry, and um, just have a, a concern for you guys. So let me pray for you, and um, we can hang out and fellowship and stuff like that. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for each and every person in this room. Lord, we're grateful that uh, they're here, that we can all gather together. Like, that's a big deal. Uh, to get together and choose to come to a ministry like this. So thank you that each person is here. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you specifically for Proverbs 16, these nine verses that we've read. And Lord, there is so much wisdom here. We don't want to run past it. We don't want to just skip it and forget about it. Um, Lord, this could, the, the, if, if people in this room follow these verses, if I follow these verses, Lord, we just are, are so confident that you will do amazing things. So uh, I pray that each person in here might be convicted. I pray that you might remind people in this room of a verse they read or something we talked about here from your word that, that they would uh, 
just be convicted. That's good. It's good for you to teach us, to change us, to grow us. We want that. And so, Lord, please do that. Please uh, change each person in here. I, I pray that um, as we uh, head out from here and go to whatever lives we're living, that our lives would focus on you. And as we think about how to dream, we think about the things we want uh, tomorrow, things we want next week, a year, 10 years down the road. Lord, let it all be focused on you. May we follow you and trust you as we make these kinds of decisions. Um, daily decisions, big decisions, Lord, we want to focus on you. So help each person to do that. Give wisdom, give guidance, give protection from sin and greed and just even wanting more money and all those kinds of things. It just gets in our way, Lord. Give us wisdom against all of that stuff. Uh, help us to focus on you. So uh, thanks again for tonight. Uh, pray for each person here. Please bless them. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I think we are done for tonight. Don't, don't run out of here. Like, hang out. Talk to me. Talk to somebody. Just enjoy yourself. There's more snacks back there. So we're dismissed. Thanks. <laughs>